Welcome to Wrap It Up Sports Medicine and More, the podcast that gives you a viewpoint on sports medicine that can't be found anywhere else. I'm your host, Eli Hallett, and we have a fantastic show ahead of us today. So let's get started. We are here today with President of the California Athletic Trainers Association, Kai Kugler. Welcome, Kai. How are you doing today? I'm doing good, Eli. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for joining us. I appreciate it. Oh, you're very welcome. Are you wet up there in beautiful La Canada? Oh, yeah. are out here in Chino Hills. Oh, yeah. We've had uh, several inches of rain in the last couple hours, and it's going to be fun standing outside all night for a lacrosse, couple of lacrosse games. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. Works of the job. I made a mistake and didn't get the, the pump into the pool uh, while it was drizzling this morning before oh, no. it started the downpour. So I just got dried off and I'm ready to go. So. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Hopefully uh, you took care of it and it's all taken care of now. Yeah. And, although I'm sure I'm sure we won't have any more rain in the next few days, right? No, not too much. Not, not until the end of Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. Oh, jeez. We appreciate having you on here. There's a lot to talk about, and any of your time with everything going on legislatively is appreciated. Uh, there's a lot of initiatives coming up for school health and safety in the upcoming academic year. A few being heat illness protocols, air quality index protocols, emergency action plans, and then the AED protocols. But those are all near and dear to my heart and many of us that work with CIF or at high schools up and down California. But all of us have our eye on one thing in particular, and that is AB 796. And this is a big bill that we're hoping will go in the direction we've wanted to for years. We've uh, fought this battle multiple times, and we've gotten to that desk a couple times, and we've been denied. Can you tell us a little bit how this bill is going to be different and what we hope moving forward, what we're going to see? Well, let me start with, first off, the other bills that you mentioned are all CATA sponsored. Oh, that's that's uh, we, fantastic. We have taken uh, many steps in the last four to five years to change our mission of our governmental and legislative mission to be more involved in healthcare across the board. Uh, when it comes to the healthcare issues that are very prevalent in the state of California, and in particular at our secondary school level, when it comes to public safety and who is covering these young people and the amount of unpreparedness that we have in about 50% of our schools. So I'm happy to report that the uh, CATA has really taken a very strong stance and worked with the authors and worked with our lobbyists in giving our legislative support to those bills. And we're happy to see them progressing and happy happy to see the CIF climbing aboard and trying to make a difference as well when it comes to those issues like you've talked about when it comes to EAPs and AEDs and, and other health issues when it comes to climatization uh, type endeavors that we have in California. Uh, you know, it's such a misnomer nomer uh when it comes to california that they don't think we have heat problems but nobody's <laughs> been in the, nobody's been in the central valley amen Nobody, nobody's been out by yavapai you know and, and the arizona border close by so uh, we have those issues along with uh our air quality issues uh we certainly have uh other issues that uh, are prevailing when it comes to methane gas as well uh, so, you know, we got so we got some work ahead of us and we're happy to be involved in those 
and happy to be supportive of that. That's fantastic. Obviously, yeah, I I didn't realize the CATA was one of the sponsors, and that's uh my bad. I sh I should know that. So great oh, job, congratulations. Yeah. No worries. Uh, the other thing that we want to be on the stage of being a healthcare provider. Uh, we have such great healthcare needs in California, and they're not being met. They're not being met by our medical communities, our healthcare communities, our allied health providers. We're just a big state with a lot of needs, and we all need to learn how to navigate the landscape and provide the best healthcare options and the best healthcare services to the state of California and to our people in the state of California. So that's another one of our major pushes that we've tried to look at in four or five years. And as part of that, obviously for athletic trainers being the only healthcare provider in our state that really doesn't have any regulation status, that's a very unfortunate occurrence. We know that licensure is the gold standard for any healthcare provider and allied healthcare profession to have that guarantees public safety, guarantees qualified, educated people doing the profession that they are trained and certified and credentialed and educated to do, whether it be physical therapy, whether it be physician assistant, whether it be nurse practitioner, whether it be athletic trainers, whether it be whomever. So the main key for us is that we are still moving, you know, AB 796 forward with Assemblyman uh, member, Dr. Akila Weber out of the San Diego area. She has been a very strong advocate for our bill and for our cause. Uh, she understands public safety. She understands the need at secondary schools. She understands that athletic training profession is a profession that works in a variety of settings and assists a variety of patients, clients, athletes, etc. Athletic trainers do the same skills primarily in all settings with a little bit of uh, additional preparation or a little bit of additional skill level for unique settings uh, that are not uh, what we would consider 30, 40, 50 years ago as the traditional settings of high school and collegiate sports and professional sports. But as you know, we have athletic trainers in our allied health professions uh, that deal with uh, dancers. Of course. Partners, military, police officers, firefighters, industrial athletic trainers. Uh, so all of those settings are important to us. And that's why we continue to move say, uh, AB 796 forward. At the present time, we're very happy that the bill has moved out of the house, which is where it started. Good news. Uh, it had overwhelming support on the floor from the entire assembly. It came through with, with some opposition that we seem to always generate. Never fails. We always uh, hit a wall or two on the way, don't we? Yes, and usually the players are the same. And the reasoning, I don't quite always understand, but I'm committed to trying to work. And so is Nick Harvey, our governmental affairs chair, Assemblywoman Dr. Weber, to, uh, you know, to make sure that we, we listen to their concerns because we're all in the same business and that's to help people. So we're currently on the Senate side. We're in the Senate Business and Professions Committee. We're working with many of the committee members and many of the 
individuals, liaisons that are assigned to that. Uh, we're working with the Department of Consumer Affairs on where it is best to have this regulation housed and how to go about setting it up and what will cost our members. And fortunately, it's a neutral bill for the state of California. That's really uh, good right now. That's, yeah, that's good that, to hear. And that's, and that's why it's been sitting in the Senate for a while. Uh, because as we know, we've had some deficit issues. And, uh, you know, for at the present time, we are uh, looking at regulation probably for registration of athletic trainers instead of licensure, even though we will continue the fight towards licensure as that is the gold standard. And we will continue to move that forward as quickly and as appropriately and rapidly as possible uh, with everybody's blessing. Because of a lot of different factors we've run into with the deficit and things that are going on in the state and within Sacramento, uh, right now it's at the Senate BNP committee and it's uh, being worked by Dr. Weber's office and by people from the BNP committee and and by uh, the Consumer Department of Consumer Affairs to get the best version of athletic training regulation possible to move it forward. Now, if I remember correctly, is this the first time we've really dived into this with the Department of Consumer Affairs? I don't remember this in the past. Well, it's always been a consideration uh, because of, uh, and things have changed in regards to that. Some of the things that we went through legislative processes 10 years ago are not necessarily the same avenues that we could pursue back then that we can pursue now. Gotcha. And that's why the Department of Consumer Affairs is more important to us than anything else. And the bottom line to the DCA's involvement is it's a direct line to the governor's office. And so we're happy to have them in the mix offering their advice and offering their uh, their strategy for us to consider and for us to uh, uh, present to Dr. Weber and to work in conjunction with her office and her staff to see... Uh, what the best version of athletic training regulation is. So, uh, you know, we still have some uh, challenges ahead of us. Uh, we're certainly not into a place where we have a final bill. It's going to go through some more revisions and through some, some changes as we move it forward. But we're very optimistic that Dr. Weber will continue to be a very, very good advocate for us, uh, that she will be a staunch supporter and stand up for all athletic trainers in the state of California. And that this is just not a one and done type effort, that this is an effort that she will continue to follow through and keep on her agenda on our behalf and the athletic trainers in the state of California uh, for years to come. And that's, I think, the number one kudo that I can give to Dr. Weber and Nick Gonzalez and our lobbying firm uh, Gonzalez uh, Governmental Consulting up in Sacramento that they have chosen an author and we have worked with Dr. Weber and her staff and they have gone beyond what every other author has done in the past. That's and fantastic. So we're very, very uh, optimistic about the current situation, uh, even more so that as we can get this on board and into law, as an initial step, we're very excited about being able to move things forward for the future. How that pans out, you know, a lot of different factors and a lot of different variables will come into play. Uh, but we're 
we're optimistic that we have somebody in our corner for years to come. That's fantastic to hear. Uh, I know we've been through it several times in my uh, tenure helping out at the CATA level, and we've been on the desk a handful of times and uh, saw the veto, unfortunately, uh, or I believe once it's just sat there and never got signed, so it just kind of timed out. Uh, it sounds like this time we really have uh, a vested partner in Dr. Weber and um, uh, Mr. Gonzalez's or Mrs. Gonzalez. I'm sorry, I missed that. Both. Both. Well, David there we go. And, David and Cher. Fantastic. <laughs> um, the Gonzalez firm. We've got a vested partner that's really looking towards our interest in trying to collaborate and help us become the healthcare provider in the state that we really should be. Yeah, I, it would be it would be really poor of me not to mention the support that the NATA has given us. Uh, the Corey Stringer Institute, Corey Stringer's wife has come out and testified on our behalf on a couple different occasions. Has been part of that process. We've had supporters from the medical communities, uh, doctors with the 49ers and uh, with the NFL and PFATs, and we have over a. 100 to 150 different uh, corporations and uh, sponsors behind us that are helping move this fee, move this forward. Uh, we're constantly in communication with the NATA's Governmental Affairs Division. It's very important to them, obviously, with us being the only state that doesn't have some form of regulation for us to get it. And that that's a huge surprise to so many people when we discuss that. I know both you and I discuss that with people outside the healthcare field, and they are stunned to find out that we are the only unregulated state in the entire country. And you just wonder why. If I did it on a daily basis, I would never sleep. <laughs> uh, I think I think a few other people might uh, miss out on some shut eye as well. Definitely, definitely. Uh, you know, it, it's situations that come about over time. And, you know, it, it's a very unique situation. California is such a progressive state. And we typically have licensed and regulated almost everything. And you would think that this would be kind of a another no-brainer type need. Exactly the phrase I, I was thinking, no-brainer, right. exactly. But, but I think sometimes that, the past has influenced the decision now for the future. I think there's others that realize that maybe we've regulated too much and it's cost our state dearly from a fiscal standpoint. And people become very, other people become very protective of their turfs. And uh, I don't know all the reasons why I can sit and ponder that and have many, many opinions on it and many, many Others have similar opinions of mine, et cetera. But the bottom line is we're in the situation that we're in and we continue to have the fight and we continue to move it forward. And we continue to have numerous, numerous organizations and people and different avenues that support our cause. And it'll be a proud day. Maybe, uh, you know, by being last, we'll be one of the best. I like that. Uh, at some point I like in time. That. Yeah, that and, sounds good um, to me. Know, you know me very well. I'm 
always glass half full, always optimistic that we'll move stuff forward. And uh, I know it's very important to federal legislation for us to have it. And I think that's part of sometimes what we move into California is that California thinks we're such a large state and such a large economy that we don't care really what the rest of the country thinks, which I think is a small factor that comes into play. But it's unfortunate because it's tough to do things outside our state in assisting the rest of our country and the rest of our profession and the rest of my peers and your peers and colleagues uh, without having California on board. So, you know, like I said, I'm very cost, I'm very uh, optimistic that uh, we're on the right path for this effort now on the Senate BP stand side and that we will get something that we can move forward back to the entire Senate to vote on and then have it go back to the assembly and realign and uh, uh, get their vote of approval to move it to the governor's office and and get something on the books this year. I know I'm hoping. I've been hoping for 27 years now, so I can cross my fingers. Hopefully this will be the year. Well, I came to California in 1985 to work at Cal State Fullerton as the assistant athletic trainer. And the first CATA meeting that I went to was down at San Diego State University. And uh, my colleague and friend, former mentor Jerry Lloyd and I drove down and Jerry's now passed away but there was supposed to be a celebration for CATA licensure for a bill written by a very very good friend of FWATA Hall of Famer Vic Harmon who is both a ATC and a PT and it was supposed to be a celebration and we got down there and found out that Governor Duke Major at the time 1986 didn't sign the bill because we didn't have enough athletic trainers that spoke up on behalf of the bill is what the reasoning was for so I've been doing this fight myself, personally, since wow. 1986. Wow. Um, and obviously, you know that I've been in a lot of national committees and national appointees. Yes, you have. Same way with Far West Athletic Trainers Association. Uh, but about 15 years ago, I turned all my interests towards the CATA because this has kind of become a, a cause for me and a, a few of my lifelong friends like Mike West and Jason Bennett and yourself. Yep. And yep. And others that have stepped up and Brian Barry and, uh, you know, Jeff Hogan up from UC Davis. There's just a variety of people, Scott Saylor, around yeah. the state that have had this fight. So, you know, even though I retired from the CATA as treasurer after about a nine or 10 year stint, I was stupid enough not to find a replacement. <laughs> uh, I jumped right back in because I didn't have anybody that I thought could do the passion and have the, I don't know, longevity of uh of trying it again so that's how i ended up as cata president and this will be my last hurrah i'm hoping and then i'm going to finally take the atc and move it to atr and uh and be proud of what i think i move forward on on behalf of my profession and the mentors that uh, brought me along in this game for the past 40 some years and we'll be right back Elevate your knowledge, ignite your curiosity, and compete with the best minds at events hosted by the American Academic Competition Institute. AACI's sports medicine competitions feature practical exercises, challenging quizzes, specialty tests, and keynote speakers that foster knowledge and social engagement in healthcare and sports medicine. Go to aaciTest.org for more information on the upcoming regional and national competitions. 
Sign up for the Ultimate Intellectual Showdown. And now back to the show. Well, obviously, all our conversations over over the years, you've done so much for the profession and uh, elevated it, which that's all any of us want to do when we get into healthcare is just take it to the next level and help others. Um, but you even took it to a higher level by trying to make a difference in our profession for professionals. Now, with that in mind, and you mentioned it a little earlier, getting involved, what are some of the ways that athletic trainers locally or even larger in our communities, our, our community bases, can do to help this process move forward? You said way back when uh, uh, Duke Majin was the governor, that was one of the things that held us back, not having enough support from our own kind. What can we do to make that different this time around? Yeah, I think the grassroots efforts are, are the key to any effort when it comes to le any legislation, whether it's at the state level, federal level, or wherever. And I'm proud to say that I think California and our athletic training members in California uh, have done uh, a tremendous job in supporting the efforts the last five to 10 years. Um, when we went through the assembly side, we had over, like I said, 150 different organizations and, and affiliations that supported us. We had every state association in the union uh, sign off on support for our bills. Um, we've had over, a, you know, 700 members, I believe, plus uh, maybe up to a thousand even write letters that are part of the record that they support it. We've had people show up at press conferences in Sacramento in the 50, 60 people range and go to the assembly BNP committee and other BNP committees uh, to listen to testify and to be a, a stand-in witness of support within the chambers. So I think we've done a great job. I think the most important thing that I'm proud of is that we've had disagreements with our members and we've had people step up, which is a great sign that we are being transparent as the managing board of the CATA in our legislative efforts. And so is everybody else that's affiliated with us that people are reading the bill and asking questions and they are concerns. They have concerns. Um, and we take those concerns very critically. And like I said, it's just a process that we can't always tell them that this is going to work out this way or this is going to be written that way because it's a process that we can't always control. And so all we can do is assure people that we're here for every athletic trainer in the state of California that works as an athletic training professional and that we want to regulate the athletic training profession and it's qualified, certified, educated, and trained individuals that possess the BOC certification ATC as being regulated in this, in this state. And that I can assure you is our promise. Now, is it always easy to get there? No. Is there always going to be bumps in the road? Absolutely. Has there been bumps in the road? Yes. Many. Are we still yep. working through some of those? Absolutely. Are we going to continue to have to work through some of them? Sure. But I mean, your question about what can people do is, 
First off, be a great athletic trainer. The body of work that an athletic trainer does speaks volume about the care and about the quality of service and the quality of knowledge, the quality of training that we have as healthcare professionals. So be the best athletic trainer that you could be. He or she should work as hard as they possibly can at the hours that are consistent with what their training and their education and their certification should allow them to do. They should be remunerated correctly and at a professional healthcare level. But that starts with proving your value, proving your worth, and proving that you're a quality athletic trainer. That's and a great, that's a great things, point. And if you do those things, that's a great start. That's the foundation of anything moving forward. And obviously, you know, there's statements out there that are cliche, but they're true. Pay it forward. Go visit people. Don't get mad when somebody says trainer. Correct them politely and say athletic trainer. I'm a certified athletic trainer. Do you know the difference? And take the time to explain it. Why change when you can educate one person or two more people each day? Eventually, everybody is going to get it. There's high school athletic trainers that write letters of support for us. High school student athletes that write support for athletic trainers that know that now. That didn't happen because of something that went on this past year. It happened because we were dealing with their moms and dads and them as student athletes in the last 10, 15, 20 years. Visit that, your legislator. That's so true. So true. Visit your legislator in their district office. Go help that district legislator with something besides making an ask about AB 796. I have volunteered with Dr. Weber's community campaigns. I've done it in my own community out here in Chino Hills and Chino and Ontario, you know, for turkey giveaways, Christmas giveaways. I went to Senator Josh Newman's Christmas uh, present giveaway. You know, those are things that, that our legislators and our, our district and our state leaders want to see. They don't want to always hear from us when we have an ask. Let them know that we're there to support their causes, too. You know, there are things out there that are very, very important. Senator Roth, who's a legislator out in the Riverside area, is very, very huge in the military. He was unaware until we brought it his attention about the Wounded Warrior Program and all the athletic trainers that are certified and working down at Camp Pendleton. Now he's aware of that. So take the time to pay it forward. Pay it forward with your effort and being quality ATC. Pay it forward being your effort to be involved with those individuals that you are asking for their support and help. Educate the public, protect the public, and always be, this sounds absolutely terrible and it shows you my age. <laughs> okay. I was in fifth grade and, uh, I am now 68 years old. So fifth grade might have put me at maybe 11. And I had a, who I thought at the time was a very elderly female teacher. And she said, always be on parade. And then she oh. would sit there and do the parade wave. Always be, on the, always be on parade. And that's always put your best foot forward. Always yeah. put your best self forward. I've always remembered that. I think, you know, you ask how you you got to be involved. I mean, we have open positions now on our managing board uh, up in Northern California. We have some uh, positions that are available when it comes to our district offices 
our regional representation. What, what positions are those? Because hopefully we'll be getting this out before the CATA convention in a uh, uh, week and a half. Out and they've been out in newsletters. Region 1 is available right now. Uh, we're looking for other people that to be part of committees. Our EDI committee is looking at different things. You know, one of the other things that I'm most proud of during my tenure, and I'm most proud of Monica Bukubo, is the fact that we were the very one of the very first states that started EDI initiatives in our state. We got the CHAMP program that helped colleagues helping uh, another member prevail, which basically means that if they have an emergency crisis in their life, they've lost their job, or maybe the floods hit their house, or they can't pay their NATA dues, the CATA will step in and help them with some sort of uh, financial assistance and develop a plan to be part of their careers and part of their support and keep them involved. That's what moving it forward means, you know, paying it forward, being somebody who counts on the back end of helping others. Those two so, committees are pretty near and dear to my heart especially the latter. I'm, I'm part of that committee. And it's amazing to me sometimes as a healthcare provider and somebody who's been well-established for 26 years at the same location, you never think, well, I might just need a little help. You don't think about it. And then some of the requests we've received, those people are colleagues. I might've met at the game in the previous week and they need some help. And we're fortunate enough that we can help them through yeah, our organization. How it is for an individual to step up and ask for help, especially in our, our profession. Yeah, we're not you know, good at it. We're horrible we're not at very it. very good at it. We're really bad at asking you for know, help. We're bad at selling ourselves. We're bad at promoting ourselves. And we're bad for asking for people to help support us and to help us. And that's why we've got the CHAMP program. We've got the EDI initiatives. Uh, we're going to start uh, A for accessibility because that needs to be added to our new uh, to our EDI policy. Fantastic. Uh, we've all trained on the managing board on EDI testing and, and and looking at our own selves and our own biases. And, you know, we just need to, it's just like AT individuals that can reach out at the NATA level for AT safe and for AT cares and things like that. We all need a helping hand, you know. I got young athletic trainers that are professional former students that are not so young now, they're still young professionals, but they know that uh, at 68 years old, I don't move around as, as well as I used to. I don't, uh, I don't always continually have good direction in my travels when it comes to navigating my schedule and things like that. And they all step up and take me by the arm and get me to where I'm supposed to be. So, you know, that's pretty cool. You know, it's cool to see people to give back and to help you when you've given back something to them. Yeah. You know, and that's what that's what about being a professional is. And that's what about being an advocate is. That's how you can help AB 796. And that's how you can help the CATA. And ultimately in the long run, help our entire profession by becoming Absolutely. the, the, that's the bottom line. last place to be registered, licensed, but representing our profession the way we should. Well, you know, we have a we have a good body of people in our state. And uh, um, just like a lot of things in the past, at one point in time, were considered to be the best of the best, our junior college system, our UC system, our CSU system, when it came to educational costs and educational path opportunities, et cetera. Those have changed a little bit, and some people think they've fallen on some harder times than maybe what they have or have not. 
but the bottom line is that we keep working at it and we have good initiatives and that's what the state of california is about that's what the people are all about you know we we can do some good things if we all work together and uh, like i said you know it it just i hope that we can have inroads with our colleagues with you know some of the opposition we get it's never with the people it's always just with the organizations and that's that's a shame because and the people need to step up on their end just like we need to step up on our end and appreciate them and give them their due and give them their kudos for what they do because the EMTs can provide a service that I necessarily cannot do. The Completely, PTs yeah. can do a rehab in spina bifida or multiple sclerosis that I'm not just I'm just not capable of doing. I don't have the education and training to do, but I have education and training and certification to do some things that are unique to my healthcare world. So we all should just get along and all work together and provide the best healthcare as we can to the people of California and to have public safety go on. Especially but, nowadays with all the shortage in healthcare and the workforce and we're here. We're we're just trying to help others. So yeah. why not, right? Yeah. Well, and that's the case. You know, when we can get uh we're moving in a good direction when it comes to uh progressing secondary school athletic trainers. Uh we just had a huge victory by uh Kristen Farrell in the LA Unified School Districts and getting yes, we did there. You know, she's gonna be recognized for special service and getting that accomplished. That's fantastic. Uh, down in Anaheim. That's and, fantastic. Uh, yeah. And, you know, you and your wife have done fantastic things up in, in the Valley. I guess it's considered the Valley. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you know, so we're making progress, you know. Everybody looks at it as a bleakness. I look at it as an opportunity, you know. that That's the half full cup, correct? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. That's a good way to look at it, too. What else do you, what else are you going to do in this world except work at things? Yeah. You know? I love to travel. I love my wife. I love my family. I love uh, that I've had opportunity to serve, and I love an opportunity that I've had a successful career by most people's standards. Uh, but most importantly, I just like to be the fact that I'm still doing what I like to do. You know, 1978 is when I chose to become an NATA member, and I chose to become an athletic trainer. In the year 2024, I have absolutely no regrets 50 years later. Indeed. That's fantastic. Well, no, I see my mask on 22 and 24, <laughs> 46 years. Oh, you're getting close to 50. Never, You'll get that pin. Yeah. You'll get that pin. This has been great. I really appreciate your time. You're busy. You've got a lot of other stuff going on. I, I think one comment I hear from, you mentioned my wife. We're going to have her on the show. Um, she she works with a lot of healthcare professionals and she puts it as, uh, you know, there, there's a lot of room in the sandbox to play. We just all need to get along and play in that sandbox. And really, that's what it comes down to. We're all just trying to take care of people in our specifically in our situation and where I work, students, high school students, minors. We are constantly trying to take care of people that need help. And they just happen to be youth. And we should all just get along and take care of those people that need taken care of to be taken care of that's just my opinion well and i agree with you i think the the arguments never are in lack of support for in particular from opposition about our traditional settings that we work in but we've done such a great job in, in becoming qualified and credentialed and available that others 
like the performing arts and other settings, the military, the police forces, firefighters, Amazon, Boeing, Disneyland, you can name them all, on and on, that they want our services. And that's their right. That's their, that's their right, who they choose to work with as a healthcare provider. Because we are qualified, we are trained, we are educated, and we have the skills to function in any environment according to what the athletic training profession has prepared us to do. And, you know, I challenge almost any other healthcare profession to look at the continuing education requirements that we do every two years as compared to others and their professions and what they do. So I'm very proud of that fact that we are qualified and we are wanted. Is that a stumbling point with our opposition? Probably so. But that's not my problem. It's not athletic trainers' problems. It's not athlete training professions' problem. That's just something that has happened. And it's a good thing that happened because we're helping people. We're providing them services. We're cutting down on workman's comp. We're cutting down on insurance costs. And that's an irritant to people. Probably shouldn't say this uh, publicly, but that's kind of how I feel. You know, it is what it is. You really personify everything we should be in athletic training. I, I appreciate that. We've talked a lot over the years. This has been a uh, a pleasure hearing your cup half full side of everything because you, you really do personify what we should be as athletic trainers and how we should be looking at the future, how to pay it forward, how to move forward to get where we need to be to be a advocate, not just for ourselves now, but again, the future. So I appreciate your leadership uh, in this time. Uh, it, it's been a heck of a ride for me as a, just an athletic trainer watching it over the years, but I, I've really seen some good things in your tenure. And um, just as an athletic trainer, I want to say thank you. You're welcome. So, it's been my pleasure. And like I said, I'm very, very encouraged with Dr. Weber. I think we have a great advocate. I think we're going in the right direction with AB 796. I'm happy with our membership and I'm happy with those individuals who are just BOCATC, who are not part of the CATA, uh, that work in the state of California. There's quite a few of them. They're a pretty high majority, a pretty high percentage of them. I'm glad that they are paying attention and I hope that they get on board and support us and support because we're working for every athletic trainer in the state of California, just not CATA athletic. That's trainer. right. That's right. You are working for the profession and regulation of athletic training in the state of California. And so I hope that we get all athletic trainers affiliated with us, hopefully, but more importantly, supporting us. And with that, I think we're going to end. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Kai Kugler, I appreciate your time. You couldn't have said it any better, I don't think. it was That was fantastic. Thank you for the, your time. I, you're welcome. And I appreciate you letting me get out of here a little bit early. Of course. Uh, we got know. a big, uh, big week and a half coming up. So can't wait to see you down at the CATA convention. I hope that your podcast will come out ahead of time. Have uh, people that are attending join the CATA PAC event, the Political Action Committee event. It's a cool event. You get to have chances for some raffle prizes and some really cool sports memorabilia stuff. Great networking opportunities. Some adult games like uh, cornhole toss and and putting contests and uh, contests for contests across and all those other things. And obviously, some good food and some beverage of choice. And when, if you want to tell everybody, when is uh, when is night, that event? 
Saturday night, 7.30 to 9 p.m. down at the Doubletree by Hilton Vera Hotel. All right, perfect. I know I'm uh, I'm signed up. I'll see you there. All right. Hope to see more people. Yep. Thanks, Eli. Say hi. Thank yeah. you, Kai. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Right, We hope that you enjoyed this episode. If you did, check back with us in a few weeks for our next episode. Wrap It Up Sports Medicine and More is directed by Eli Hallett. It is produced by Gabriel Hallett. Our theme music is by Coma Studios via Pixabay. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are solely those of the contributors. The views and opinions do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the contributors' employers unless stated as so. Want to know more about us? Visit us at wrapituppodcast.com. That's with one P, wrapituppodcast.com. Wrap It Up Sports Medicine and More is a production of Halleck Consulting, LLC.